No opening statements. I'm ready to go. Chris, uh, Green Bay's defensive line. What do you see when you see them? They got a bunch of different guys. They're having a lot of success. Very well coached. Uh, one of the better coached groups will play. Everybody's well coached in the NFL, but this group's very well coached, very disciplined in what they do. Play a lot of intensity, play with great pad level, they play with great passion. Uh, they know what they're doing. They're very, like I said, they're, they execute well. The defense is called. Um, they're, they're, you got to block them. You, you got to get after them, and, and you got to really work hard to stay on their blocks. Otherwise, you know, I was showing some clips today, going back to that the game up in the tundra and the freezing cold a couple years ago, that we had some space for big gains, and there would be five yards. Four yards, six yards. They, they did a good job of defeating blocks and making tackles, and they've done it, continue to do it since then. They continue to get better in their, in their, in their scheme, and a uh, very, very big challenge for us this week. Pal Shanahan yesterday was talking about how Christian McCaffrey's probably been ready for every game back into his Pop Warner days. Have you seen a guy who's been drafted that high who's been so eager and so hardworking? I mean, he's he's in the group with the, with the elite guys. You know, you you know, like I've said in the past, working with the Peyton Manning, you work with the Jonathan Ogden, uh, you work with some of these guys that are uh, Randall McDaniel's Hall of Fame type players that are just they prepare as nobody else does, and they're they're like almost uh, crazy about their preparation. They're never going to let up. They're never going to they leave no stone unturned as far as uh, the game planning, as far as work, as far as their physical preparation. And, and Christians in that group of just elite elite players like that. There's there's always going to there's been a handful, but they're generational. Type players. Kyle said yesterday that when you look at the, when you actually take you know, look at the film, it's not so surprising that the Packers were able to come in and upset the Cowboys. Did, did you see that as well? Yeah, I think everybody in the playoffs, everybody has a chance. You know, I remember when we uh, lost the Rams last game of the year. Some of the guys in that staff I'm friends with, I texted them and said congratulations, and um, and and they all said, hey, we'll see in a couple weeks. And I said, I I think we're going to see the Packers. And uh, and it's nothing against Dallas. Dallas is a good team, but I've been watching Green Bay recently, and and you know they're a good team. Dallas is a good team, and and it was going to be a good battle. And uh, you know not that Dallas couldn't have won as well. They were the higher seeded team, but everybody once you're in this thing, you just don't know how it's going to turn. And the team that gets hot, the team that's playing well, you take care of the football this time of year, you're going to have a chance. And Green Bay's doing all the right things right now, and there's not not a surprise that they won the game. They did more things well in that game, and were able to come away with the win. You were with Kyle and Matt Lafleur in, in Washington. Do you look? You look at these two, I don't know, you're probably not looking at their offense real closely, but do you see a lot of the similarities in the way these teams operate? Well, they do. I mean, their, their offensive coordinator, uh, Stenovich, was here uh, for the first couple of years with Kyle. Um, then you have, obviously, you have Matt there. And, and I think with anytime you, when you when they were there with, with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to take some of what he did, some of what you do, and you kind of blend it together. Now, this is a little bit more along lines. There's there's a lot of similarities, although they've started from a different jump off. You know, they they, they started the thing with with Rodgers, and now it's evolving a little bit more towards what I would think Matt would be. Not as similar to us, but but there's a lot of things they do. It's really cool to watch what they do because they, all the te teams from this tree. Whether you look at Cleveland, you look at us, you look at all the teams that kind of run similar. When the Jets, when 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 uh, when Lafleur was there, and down with Sean, and then everybody takes a spin with it. In fact, last year I was talking with Kevin Stefanski. I, was, I think it was a year ago, two years ago. I was trying to get recommendations to hire our, our assistant offensive line coaches. And uh, and Kevin said, you know, it's always fun to see what each guy does with the system. When a new guy gets a job, Bobby Sloak now in Houston. You take every single one of these guys, Matt LaFleur, Kyle, Sean, everybody that gets their little piece. It's just a little different flavor, a little different spin, and that's what Matt has. When you were on that staff, 
did you ever look around at the, all these young coaches and think, man, this is a pretty special group of guys, or was it more just let's just have a good day of practice? Well, no, it was it was you know like I told you, I think I'm my I, I said this before. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite stories about Matt and Sean is I, I'm interviewing and I, you know I'm suited up and I got Kyle and Mike Shanahan sitting right where you guys are, right across this big staff table. I'm on the chalkboard and I'm sweating. Oh my gosh, here's Mike and here's Kyle and I get my chance to interview with them. And then in the corners, these two guys sitting there with short short haircuts, all buttoned up and young. I mean, young, young and I'm. I'm wondering what are they doing here? You know, I'm here. I'm talking to Mike and Kyle, I'm trying to get a job, and it turns out it's Matt and Sean. And I, they look like the two guys. Who, I told you they look like they're going to pick up the free agents at the airport, and then they're going to bring them back for meals. And literally, they're working there, their tails off. Matt's the quarterback coach. Sean's working quality control. And I just knew we had a special atmosphere. The group we had there with Coach Shanahan, how he built the thing, uh, how he taught us all, how he how he tried to change the culture and environment there, then how Sean, Kyle was with his dad, and then how they trained. We worked all together to learn this thing, and then to put the thing together with RG3. That's when you kind of saw everybody kind of come into their own, when they their own flair of creativity. And Kyle gives guys a lot of freedom. Hey, Matt, you're in charge of third down. Sean, you're in charge of red zone. Bring me your report before I, I delve into it. And, and seeing how they would come up with their own flair and spin on things. And some days it was, man, great job, Sean. Some days he yelled down the hall at Sean. Sean, what'd you do? Did you work out all day? You didn't do anything for my report here. You know, it was Kyle but it was the way we all got better. Kyle held us all accountable and did a real good job, as did his dad. And that's kind of how the thing grew. Debo just did something that only, I think only Charlie Taylor had done before in terms of rushing and receiving yards his first five years. Uh, with Debo, is he just such a natural talent that you, when you're putting in run game stuff that you don't necessarily have to be as you know finite with him on the detail? I know your run game is very detailed. I'm just curious how different it is maybe when you work with Debo. Yeah, there's some things that obviously he is so talented. You get the ball in his hands, and and uh, and it's always it's, there's a lot of good things that can happen. But there are certain plays that, that require a little more, a few more reps as a running back, and others don't require. So we do lean on the ones that maybe don't require as many reps. Not that he can't read it or doesn't read it. He's just not going to get the work at it. Because by the time you work at receiver, you do everything that you do there. By the time you do the blocking that we need to get done with the, with the game, and then you give him some handoffs as well. There's only certain things you can do. So you try to keep the focus on things that don't require quite as much. But there's certain things he likes and is good at. And uh, whether it's done perfectly or not, he finds a way to get yardage out. I remember against Green Bay up there a few years ago, uh, we ran a play at the end of the game to ice the game, no pun intended, but um, he ran through there and it wasn't blocked well, it wasn't, it was a very poorly executed play and Debo find a way to get us a first down and, and if that was the end of the game, we were, we were a victory from that point forward. What kind of advantage does it give you guys to have the interchangeability of, of Debo and, and Christian and what they can oh, All those guys, man, it's great. I mean, every single guy that goes in the game, it's a little bit different between JP, between um, uh, Mitch, and, and then you have and then Christian, and you have Debo, and all those guys, when they handle the football and what they do with it, shoot, even Ray Ray, when you've seen him handle the ball at times. Anybody that can touch that football, we've just got a lot of guys with the ball in their hands, a lot of different ways to get it to them, the creativity that Kyle uses and the other coaches use to help get these guys involved. It's a great advantage to be able to do that, so it's not always going to be Christian. Christian may be lead blocking. You know, we've talked about it before. It's just, it's a, it's a great advantage. I don't know how it affects the defense. It is a great way to get Get everybody involved in in the offense. Cowboys had a uh, check at the line of scrimmage early in the game where you could hear Dak Prescott on the TV copy saying "false Shanahan, false Shanahan." It was a run play to Pollard to the left. Does that mean anything to you? What well, I'm, I'm assuming Shanahan. It was an outside zone play, so the Shanahan's have been known for the outside zone running game. So I'm assuming, and then the the L word. Someone there probably meant their code word for running the play to the left. So I'm guessing. If I were guessing, I don't know anything about it. Was it fall? Was that the word? False, yeah. So false Shanahan would be we're running left Shanahan or something. Who knows what all their code words are? I'm sure they have a ton of them, and they're ones that I can't spend time breaking. But that when I heard Shanahan, I said, I bet it's an outside zone. And I was sitting there watching with my son. Well, sure enough, it was. So yeah.
Delisi Auto or Burford at right guard, or can you say? I, we're working right now. You know, John John had some, uh, you know, we were working some th through some things last week of the season. I think we're going to see probably, you'll see some of both guys in the game uh, as far as who starts and who doesn't, although I, I, I'm not sure at this point. I really, I think we're, we're, we're working out through the week and uh, it could be a hot hand thing, could be a let one guy just go with it and see. I don't know. We're, we're still, both guys have been working and we got to have flexibility in there. Uh, my thing is, is that with our, um, you know, Banks, has had some things this season. So the flexibility of John being able to work all the positions, uh, that's always going to leave us a little bit making sure that John's ready at all the spots. He's the backup center. He's the backup left guard. So that always weighs into our equation a little bit. So we've got to keep some flexibility there. Wrong question, but how valuable is Kyle Juszczyk to what you guys do as an offense in general? Uh, Kyle's very, very, very... Uh, um, you know, he's instrumental in so much that we do. I think that you have to deal with the fullback. You're saying, okay, the fullback running game. Then you can put him as a tight end position. Then you can put him in the backfield on third down. Then you can split him out, and he can run routes in our route tree and do everything instead. He can run down the field and catch passes. He's a, he, he's a good. He's not a great matchup at times for linebackers to cover. So that flexibility, all that we can do with him, plus having him dot the eye, you know, be the fullback in the eye formation, gives us a great deal. And as I, I've stated in here. Um, We've talked about this before in here, how the fullback position, uh, the guy in the backfield allows you to cut the de defense in different ways. So everything he can do in the run game, protection-wise, um, everything he does, just very flexible. And really, really such, again, it's, it's you know, forget where he went to school. He's a really smart football player. And uh, and, and the guy really, really does a great job of, of sometimes kind of helping the other guys put everything together and, and, and sees the play and understands, and he understands the intent of the play. So not only does he execute what we ask him, he executes it pretty cool too he does it in a, in a good way Chris four, four different teams have, have run for 200 yards against this Green Bay uh, defense I would imagine you watch those films is there any common denominators in any of the success against their run deep yeah and, you know every team can have a can have its day on, on offense or on defense you know and, and I think that what happens is all it takes is a couple big runs, and you pop a big run or two, and that can happen. And uh, and so that's what that's what ends up happening. I mean, a couple of years ago, we ran for a lot of yards against the Vikings in the first round playoff game, but we didn't have run over seven yards, and it was hard to get a big number. Whenever you have a big day running the football, there's going to be some explosive runs in there somewhere. And when you get those explosive runs, you know, did it happen because of a missed gap, missed tackle, great block play, good design? There's a lot of different reasons that, that plays like that can happen. I don't know offhand exactly what they would be. Obviously, we're going to look at, at what uh, we think we can have success with within our package and what they do and you know and as like I told my guys the other day man it's playoff time and and expect the unexpected you, what you think you're going to see you may not see um, what you've prepared for all week may not happen uh, so you got to rely on your your 18 weeks 17 weeks you know of playing football games and how you've worked together as a group to build on that and get yourself ready for whatever they may bring and hoping that you can have that kind of success running the football right, thank, you, Coach. thank you guys appreciate it